MomCast is brought to you by the Hutta family of orthodontists and America's floor source. Mommy! It's the MomCast. Really, Mom? Mommy! Mom! You are listening. MomCast! The MomCast. Hi, welcome to MomCast. Thanks for joining us, myself, Heather, along with Stacy and Greg. We are thrilled to have this really cool couple, Kevin and Steph Mason. They are podcasters, authors, parents too and you're not going to believe what they have to tell us i'd like to welcome kevin and steph mason to momcast um again radio podcast author speakers first of all thank you both for joining us on momcast we're so excited thank you for having us uh, we are honored stacy thank you well we met um full disclosure they invited me to be on their podcast tell us a good story um, so that was fun, and that's how we met for the first time. And when I heard your story, you sent a book, and, and I read it, and I I sent you an email, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have you guys on MomCast oh, thank you. <laughs> to tell us your story, because it is a good one. Um, so when we met, we found out we had a few things in common. Stephanie right. and I, yeah, we both went to the same college. We didn't know that. Yes. So during the conversation, of course, I informed Steph that you and her went to the same college, Mount Vernon Nazarene University. Mm -hmm. And I've never seen, I've never seen alumni so excited about their alma mater. Okay. So as you probably recall, Steph screamed in excitement and about <laughs> injured both of our yeah. ears, right? <laughs> so I then joked with you that I assumed you were in the Mount Vernon Nazarene University Hall of Fame. Okay. And you said you didn't think you were. All right. So a follow-up to that, I reached out to MVNU to nominate you for the <laughs> Hall of Fame, Stacey. Are you ready for this? Did they say no? <laughs> no, but I found out there is no Mount See, Vernon I Hall of Fame. I told you. Okay. I didn't think there was. So the good news is this year, Stacey, you were nominated for the Hall of Fame. The bad news is it doesn't exist. So, so, I'm, so you're saying sorry. I'm in. <laughs> Sorry to inform you of that, but yeah. I actually did reach out on that, your behalf. Well, that is very nice of you. I feel like I'm in, right? I'm in, in a, a non-existent Hall of Fame. Thank you. <laughs> I love yes. that. I love yes, that. you have been nominated officially. So awesome. Just want to make you aware of that. Stacey McKay, the first nominee to our non-existent Hall of Fame. Congratulations. There you go. I'm going to put that on my resume. I was once nominated to a Hall of Fame that doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. That's a great story. All right. So, first of all, podcast. A lot of folks doing podcasts. Your podcast I love because it's something near and dear to me. I believe everybody has a story. And so, Tell Us a Good Story is the perfect name for a podcast, I think. Um, Thank you. Because everybody has a story to tell. Everybody does. And I'm sure you're finding that to be very true as you do your podcast. So, now it's your turn. And I know you do that on your podcast. But it's your turn to tell me your story. Um, and specifically, I know you have a, a new book out. And it's called You Met Her Where? Yes. And I love that title. Um, tell me a little bit about your story. I know it's hard to do, but when it pertains to this book specifically, um, tell me a little bit about your story. Well, we'll give you the Cliff Notes version because it's obviously a very long story. It's happened over 
several, several years. But Kevin and I are married and we wanted to have children. And unfortunately, I, well, I'm very happy. I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm a very proud nurse. But unfortunately, during one of the uh, surgeries that I was in, I was electrocuted. And because of that electrocution, several things happened to me. And one of them was I wasn't able to have children. And it was always Kevin and I's desire to have children. So with this electrocution came hallucinations, short-term memory loss, uh, migraines, migraines, cognitive thinking issues, just things that I just struggled to live on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And we are Christians. We believe in God and we just prayed and asked God for healing. And the, the whole thing with this is we did it together. We stayed together. And I can't imagine how hard it was for Kevin. It was hard for me, but it was hard for Kevin too, because we were also newly married. So seeing his wife have to go through this. So long story short, uh, I was healed. I was pregnant and we wanted to have another child. And I wasn't getting pregnant. I wasn't getting pregnant. And then I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So then we go through that whole struggle. And after the brain tumor, I ended up getting pregnant again. And I thought we were done. And my husband's like, I think we need one more. I'm like, no, no, I think we're done. <laughs> I, my pregnancies are always harder. Uh, as you ladies know, I'm not the glowy pregnancy person. I'm in pain all the time. I'm nauseous through the whole pregnancy. So I was done. We had two beautiful, healthy little girls. I thought I was done. And I kid you not, as soon as I was done pushing our beautiful little girl out, I felt God say, you're not done. And ladies, you know, it's God when you literally just delivered a baby and you feel like you can do this one more time. Wow. So I told Kevin, I remember we were in uh, mother infant and I'm like, babe, we're going to have another baby. And he just looked at me like a deer in the headlights. He's like, this whole time you've been saying no. I'm like, I know, but I just felt like God told us that we weren't done. And I was thinking it was the drug she was on. Yeah, he thought it was just heavily medicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was rational. I can see that. So I was like, okay, we're not getting any younger. Let's do this. And, you know, sleepless nights. I'm tired. But Kevin kept sleeping more. And I'm like, why are you sleeping more? I'm the one that just had a newborn, but he kept wanting to take naps. He couldn't get up and help me in the middle of the night. And I had convinced him that we should go to Disney World with a now four-year-old and a five-month-old. I'm like, I think we're going to, I think we should do this. Yeah, that was a great it idea, was, you, were, you were so not yeah. happy about oh, this. So, that was so much fun. <laughs> but... The day before we left, Kevin looked at me and he said, babe, should I be concerned about this? And he turned his neck and this golf ball mass popped out on the side of his jaw. And I, the nurse brain said, oh, sweet Jesus, I know exactly what that is. And my Christian brain said, don't speak the words. Just don't speak it into existence. So we went to Disney had an incredible time, but the whole time I just noticed this mass. this mass on his jaw. And I just thought he was gaining weight. If you were to look at him, it just looked like he had a double chin. <laughs> but unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And we came home from Disney, went to the doctor. Within a week, he was at, he was at the James and 
James Cancer Hospital and was being told that he had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So then we went through that whole ordeal and that was Yeah, and they tell you, okay, the good news is there's a 65% chance uh, that you'll make it to age 40, right? And so at the time I was like 36. So like, okay, doc, so you're telling me there's a 35% chance I may not be here in five years. That's that's the good news? Yes, that is the good news. So uh, it was it was a crazy six months. Uh, we, we saw just some miracles that I didn't have to go through chemo. I didn't have to go through radiation and had some severe side effects. Yes. But you know, to back up a little bit with Steph, she conceived and delivered a perfectly healthy baby that first time without even having a cycle. Yeah. So part of this side effects and symptoms from her electrocution was her cycle went away. So I'm no doctor, but I don't think that's normal, Stacey, no. to have a baby without having a cycle. No. That's that's not normal. So no. uh, so then at that point, doctors had said, you know, Kevin and Steph, your kids may not be in the cards for you, right? Just you need to accept that. I know you want to have a family. I know you didn't sign up for this. You've been married for two years. And then your wife gets electrocuted and then you're dealing with brain injury and brain tumors and cancer and, and miscarriage in there too. Yeah. Um, we know you didn't sign for this, but you need to accept this fact. And so we truly rely on our faith. And uh, today, both of us completely healed, completely restored. We have three beautiful, healthy children. Yep. So after and- Kevin's cancer, we ended up getting pregnant again, miscarried, but then got pregnant again with our son. So we have two little girls and a boy. And our son, unfortunately, we found out the last day we were in the hospital that he had two holes in his heart. And I remember after everything we'd gone through, I'm like, no, they're they're not listening. I'm trying, you know, to be proactive. Like, no, the doctors don't know what they're talking about. Like, he does not have two holes in his heart. He's perfectly healthy. And within five days of delivering, unfortunately, my husband had to go back to work and I was at Children's Hospital no, he does have two holes at his heart. We're hoping he doesn't have to have surgery. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, it's it's one thing to be a mom and a dad, a husband and wife going through this. But when it's your children, mm-hmm. it just, you know, puts it all to a different level. And not only it's my son, my little newborn boy, but I'm also hormonal. I just delivered a baby. I'm exhausted. So you tack up all of that other thing, all of those other, you know, Concerns challenges. going challenges. Thank you. And I remember leaving the hospital sobbing to Kevin, and he was so good for me that day. He said, Steph, look what all we've come through. You've been completely healed, supernaturally healed from your, you know, electrocution. You know, God has brought us to the best doctors for your tumor, for my cancer. He said, Look what God's done. He's like, He can handle these holes in these, this baby's heart. And I'm like, you're right. And it just gave me this new strength. And I remember every day after that, I prayed and I prayed when I put my son to bed, when I would kiss him, thank you, God, his heart is completely healed. And we'd go, you know, with the, with the baby every three months, you have a doctor's appointment. And I'd always say, do you hear anything? Do you hear anything? And he's like, no, I still hear stuff, stuff. But by that end of that first year, they heard nothing and our son's heart is completely healed. Wow. I mean, so. I just kind of like reading the book. There's a it's like a whirlwind of bad 
that <laughs> <She> just <laughs> there really is really went through and it was funny because i had been on your podcast before i read the book before i knew anything about it and i'm like but they're so happy and perky i mean <laughs> i would never in a million years have known that this is what was happening in your life i'm assuming it's kind of what you said kevin i mean when you go through that many things and things work out god has gotten you through each one of those things yeah um i would i would guess the first response may be to why me how could we why more of this but then if you stop you can go wait a minute i've got all these examples right. of and ways so, we've made through it right stacy for me the hardest thing as a husband right and, and a new husband right to see my wife go through this electrical injury right and so we were two and a half years into our marriage right so we we, we were still really young right in our 20s at the time and i like to be in control of things right so <laughs> if there's a problem i want to come up with a solution right and so there was nothing that i could do right whether it was electrocution and that was seven years mind you seven years where stuff didn't work where we battled with side effects issues um all of that mm -hmm. right before you concede with emmy and once she concede with emmy supernaturally right without without a cycle during that pregnancy all the side effects from her electrocution went away completely went back to normal during that pregnancy then to your point the second time around when when we were trying for baby number two and, and we found that she did have a, a brain tumor i remember I was so frustrated, Stacey, because as a husband and now as a, a dad, I try to take control of things. I try to fix things, right? And in this situation with Steph, I can't fix it, right? It didn't matter, Stacey, that I may have had you know, my MBA or my CPA or had a career. Who cares at that point, right? I'm in these doctor's appointments with these surgeons and one, I can't even hardly understand half the words that are coming out of their mouth, right? I'm trying to take notes. Steph will tell me later on what they're talking about, but I can't even hardly understand them, right? So I remember sitting in the waiting room at the high state hospital and Steph, they were, they had just taken Steph back for brain surgery. And they had told me, Stacy, they had pulled me aside, the surgeon, and said, hey, just want to let you know the complications, the risk involved with brain surgery because they went through your nose right, and, and pulled out oh, what a grape-sized tumor. I remember praying in the waiting room, God, I'm done. Do what only you can do because the control, everything I've tried to control here with taking stuff to the best doctors, to all these appointments, to whatever, right? It didn't matter. There's nothing I could do to help solve this problem when it came to a health crisis. So I remember praying, God, I give my wife to you, she's in your control now. Do what only you can do. And the doctors had pulled me aside and said, hey, Mr. Mason, just so you know the risk involved, you, your wife may wake up a completely different person, like her personality, memory. She may remember that you're married. She may not. She may not have the personality at all that, that you've married. I'm like, are you kidding me? I may have a completely different wife that I married. They're like, yes, we just want to make you aware. So as you can tell, she woke up still awesome. 
It's <laughs> <laughs> still this bubbly personality, Stacy. Um, but yeah, as a husband, I had to completely release control because uh, I like being control. I like fixing things. In this situation, when it comes to health stuff, there's nothing I could do. No, not a thing. And I think that really kind of when we all get to that point, when we realize in situations like this or any situation with a family member or loved one um, that we don't have any control, I, no matter what, none of us have any control over any of that. And, and that's, I think, when we are able to kind of take our hands off of it. Now, as a parent, I will say for me, because my daughter very similarly was a miracle for my husband and I, uh, after being told no children. And um, I find myself still, even with that miracle, and I think you have a couple of miracles that you're, you know, can look at in your life, the both of you, first of all, and then your children. Um, I know I tend to really be overprotective and worried at times. Even though she's a miracle, I find myself as a mom going, gosh, what if something happens? Or she's, you know, this this whole situation was crazy as having her please god don't let anything you know come in and happen and then i have to step back and go wait a minute you know we have to trust and have faith and again take your hands off of it do you ever fight with that now looking at your children do you ever find yourself saying oh my gosh everything's pretty good now what might happen i think we take it from a different perspective. We are so appreciative of what we've been given that we just love every day. We love the time we get together. We cherish those precious moments. Even with the yelling and the screaming, we're still so thankful that we get to enjoy it. That yes, we thank God and yes, we get nervous, but at the same time, we're, we just enjoy every day to the fullest because of what we've gone through. Not every day is guaranteed, so we just love it. Well, I I do have the challenge, like you said, Stacey, at times of being that helicopter parent or the snowplow parent. Right? Oh, it drives me crazy. Mm. And it drives like especially me crazy. I can't imagine like the kids getting hurt, right? Or yes. anything like that. And yes. thank God I married a nurse. Well, he just he just he just freaks out like they fall down and there's like a loud thud. <gasps> oh my gosh. Well, that scares them, right? Like just they're fine and then they pop back up and they're okay. But then if they see him freaking out, then they freak out. So maybe yeah. that's the nurse in me. Nurse Steph has to calm the kids down and, and me down. Calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take care of the kids. I take care of Kevin. Yep. But yes. I have had to have uh, multiple situations where I'm like, God, you've blessed us with these kids. Mm -hmm. I speak protection over them. Help me not to be that helicopter parent because they need to go through some of these battles, right? They need to build their own faith. They need to climb up that play set wall, right? To see how high they can go, right? They need to fail a couple of times to build that grittiness in them. So I'm always praying, God, help me have the right balance, right? That I'm not there trying to clear all the roadblocks because I need them to, to learn how to get over some of those roadblocks, mm -hmm. right? So I totally get it because I, I do, even today, I, I still have that challenge as well, Stacey. Well, I bring that up because um, I think a lot of parents like that go through their child being sick 
Um, there, we have a lot of, you know, families. We do a lot of work with Nationwide Children's Hospital, the hospital in our area in Columbus where we originate MomCast. And I think that's always the challenge when a child goes through something or your family goes through something to then kind of want to protect them from anything else happening to them. So I think that's a challenge for all parents. And that's, that's why I ask that because mine's an only, which makes it even you know, a hundred times worse, I think, as far as wanting to, <laughs> you know, and I share her, her kindergarten teacher, you know, the first time uh, we had an issue, she said, you need to disappoint your child. You need to learn how to disappoint her, even to the point of making things up to disappoint her. Tell her that, you know, she can have a popsicle at this time. And then at that time say, no, it's, you know what, let's wait another hour. I mean, it was a challenge to do that and to not, you know, put my hands under her every time she looked like she was going to stumble or fall. But I'm a lot like you, Kevin. Um, But my husband's not a doctor. (laughs) So (laughs) I I will never forget. I'm like the mom that, you know, typically I'm, you know, as my husband would say, has it all together. And he believed that until my daughter fell when she was little, she had the helmet on and the elbow pads and the knee pads and she was on her little tricycle <laughs> and we're walking with her and she fell and it was like i watched her go down in slow motion all she did was tumble off the side of the bike we weren't even moving but <laughs> i lost my mind i lost <laughs> i lost my mind i burst into tears and i was like hysterical <laughs> and she started crying and my husband was so calm and he was kind of doing what you guys said he became the calm voice and he's holding her and he's got her and the bike both in one hand and me in the other (laughs) he's he's trying to walk us all back home and i think i was crying louder than Liv was but you know we tend to to have to fight that sort of thing and and as parents i i think it it's good to hear others say you know what they can fall they can do no matter what they've gone through we kind of have to let them find their own way in situations. And oh, Stacy, you mentioned the kindergarten. Oh, Steph, do you remember our kindergarten dropping off our first child? Oh, it's awful. My wife oh. is sobbing. No, I thought I handled it well. I did not start sobbing. Crying. I did not start. You no, know, he's being dramatic. <laughs> I was doing so good. I was being strong. Well, the way our school does it. Like you take pictures of the class and then the teacher guides them out of like the gymnasium, single file line. So the parents can't be with them. So they say goodbye. You hug them goodbye. And then they file out and they said, now parents don't follow. And they went from middle school down to kindergarten. So we were the very last ones. And they, so the kindergarten teacher came, got our daughter, walked them out. And there I am like tiptoeing behind, just like looking down like, okay, they turned the corner so I can go. And. Emmy was so excited. She was so happy, but it was just that first one out of your nest, right? You do everything you can to prepare them, but... That was a moment where we did have to release control. Yes, we did. And there were tears shed. Not sobbing. I did better than that. But there was tears. There's definitely tears shed, for sure. Well, I did the first day on my radio show on purpose. I left and then I did like a remote kind of thing. On purpose so that I would not be because what would have happened had they said, okay, we're going to come get them and then you stay. 
we were able to walk into the classroom and then, you know, leave. And yes. luckily for me, my daughter didn't even turn around. You know, I mean, she was like, whatever. See you guys. I'm yeah. at school. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was afraid I would, you know, fall apart and all those things. And if they would have said, take them and stay, they would have had someone probably tackle me because I would have been like going and they'd be like, they'd probably have some bouncer. <laughs> they would have to take the moms down that refuse. You know, usually you hear about the little kids holding on to the ankle of their mom, you know, as mom's trying to leave and they're like, yes. don't leave me. This would have been the other way around. I would have been holding on. So it's, you know, <clears throat> that's a time for all of us parents where it's really, really difficult. But as as we get a little more time with our kids under our belt, it gets a little bit easier. And it's, you know, that's what I always say as our our job as a parent is to prepare our child so that they don't need us. And that's exactly. super hard. And I that's why I want to get your perspective, because you've been through a lot and I think it would be harder. It'd be a challenge to let go. Uh, I think Kevin said it perfectly. We still want we want to protect them, but we want to prepare them too. We want them to have grit. We want them to have determination. We want them to know that if they fall, they can get back up instead of being all protective. And then they're not prepared. Some, you know, a child, you know, doesn't want to play with them out on the monkey bars. And instead of falling and crying, they're like, that's fine. I can either play by myself because I'm independent or I can find somebody else to play with. So I think being prepared or teaching them how to be prepared is very good for all children. Yeah, and one of my worst fears, right, I guess is our children becoming adults, not knowing how to do anything, right? <laughs> yeah. Getting to college and, and being clueless about life because their parents didn't prepare them for life as an adult, right? Even when it comes to cooking or doing your own laundry or paying bills or financial stuff, I want to prepare them for Life. being a productive adult, mm -hmm. right? I don't want them to get to into adulthood and get taken advantage of because they don't know what's going on, right? Especially like financially coming out and not having a clue about certain things. So that's one of my biggest things is making sure we're teaching and mentoring our kids and nurturing the talents and gifts that God's given them to become productive adults. Mm -hmm. And that unfortunately it doesn't mean us being helicopter parents all the time for sure it's tough some people it are is. really good at not being helicopter parents others have that challenge and they'll always have it through their entire life i mean yeah. we're coming up on uh my daughter's going to be 15 in august and we're already discussing driving mm. i'm Ooh. terrified i'm terrified yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but she's gonna do it mm -hmm. you know and she's going to be confident in all of those things. And I'm going to let her do them. I mean, what can you do? You're not going to lock her up and, you know, <laughs> and not exactly. let her know how to drive or any of those things. We are constantly for the rest of our lives fighting those sorts of things as parents. I, I remember my mom, I was in my 30s. And when I would leave to go on vacation, she'd call me. I don't think you should get on the plane. <laughs> and it's like, why? I don't know. I have a bad feeling. And it's like, okay, well, you know, and. I'd say a little prayer with her, whatever. It's like, so I know. <laughs> I know. I always tell Liv, just expect that at some point. A call from mom when you're in your 30s. 
um, you know, just worried about you or whatever. But we'll always have that challenge. I appreciate you. Now, um, the book. For those that would like to get your book, tell us how we can get it. You can go to our website, kevinandsteph.com. We're also on Amazon. Uh, dot com yes. at Barnes and Noble dot com dot com yes. so yes and if you buy from our website we will happily sign sign the book for you absolutely we would love that awesome well thank you both for telling your story and I know there's that as you said the Cliff Notes version um, <laughs> but there's more in the book and it really is it's a good book to read as a, as a parent or or not I mean just all of the challenges I think there's something that people can relate to most importantly how to get through it and be strong and have faith and and how miracles can still happen tell us a good story your podcast can they yes. find that also on your website yes they can find our website they can find it on apple podcast spotify any of the podcast platforms so we have guests call us and we reach out to guests like yourself as well we just have two criteria on stories one it's got to be good Two, it's got to be clean. So you don't have to worry about who is in the car with you listening, whether it's driving to school, dropping off your kids. It's going to be clean entertainment and leave you hopefully feeling inspired and encouraged. Absolutely. All right. Kevin and Steph Mason, thank you again. I appreciate your time. Thank you, oh, Stacey. Thank you, Stacey. We appreciate you. Heather, do you do like spring cleaning at your house? Yes. It's not very uh, thorough. It's mostly so that uh, the surface looks better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not scrubbing uh, floorboards or anything like that. Right, right. Now, my mom used to, like, scrub the walls and move the furniture. None of that happens no. at my house. I'm, I'm sad to say it. Well, I, it's funny you mentioned the spring cleaning because this past weekend, I did do some pretty intensive, like, vacuuming in our mm -hmm. dining room. And there is one stain, maybe two stains, and they're probably from the year the house was built. <laughs> 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I can't identify what it is. And no amount of scrubbing is getting this stain out. It's to the point where the kids are old enough that I could probably replace the carpeting. Or I was even thinking maybe a hardwood floor would look nice Ooh, in the dining room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what we have. And our dog, I have to tell you, she's kind of beating it up. So our day's coming too. But you know, America's floor source can help you out. It's funny, the, uh, I was actually on their website because I'm searching for some different styles and they have this really cool thing on their website where you can take a picture of your room. Right, right. Yeah, and then it fills in, which is what gave me the actually the idea for the hardwood floor option. Did it go bam when it you did, saw it? And yeah. my head exploded. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, see, next step is turning it into reality. And maybe at your house, the kids are beating up the floors, the pets. We know messes happen. And America's Floor Source, we're so proud. They're a sponsor of MomCast. They are. We thank you for that because it totally makes sense, us moms, especially this time of year with the cleaning. And you start to see that there's some wear and tear on the floors. There's actually an offer right now. 15% uh, off of carpet or maybe hardwood like I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. And there's 18 months of interest-free financing, which really caught my attention since this is going to happen pretty soon, I think, at our house. Cool. And you've got three Central Ohio locations of America's Floor Source. Just go to americasfloorsource.com. You can look around. You can try the little uh, generator to look at your floors and you can find the location so you can go shop. A big thank you to one of our sponsors, the Hutta family of orthodontists. And Heather, I know 
I mean, you're right at the age with your girls. Yes, my oldest just lost her last baby tooth. Aww. Yeah, it's a bittersweet. Sure. <laughs> She's still got a cute smile. But you know, it's funny. <laughs> she has her daddy's smile, Stacy, which is a little crooked. Oh. <laughs> it's cute, but I'm not going to tell her. It's that. adorable, but you're going to fix that. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Now's the time, right? Yeah. You have experience with this. Oh, you know, if you want the best of the best, the Hutta family of orthodontists, uh, Dr. James T. Hutta, Dr. Larry Hutta, they are responsible literally for thousands of smiles all over central Ohio. And it's one of those places people will light up if you mention the name Hutta because. They have been at this more than 30 years. So they have treated so many patients and now they have patients who are bringing their kids. And that says everything. It says everything about going to the right orthodontist. So what's my first step, Stacy? Do they do like a consultation? Yeah, free consultation and a free x-ray, which tells okay. you when it's time to start the process. And they'll tell you if it's not. They'll tell you if you need to wait. HuttaFamilyOrtho.com. Just go there, look around, and they'll answer your questions. Wow. <laughs> Makes our lives seem kind of dull, right? What's going on at your house? Let us know. You can share with us on Facebook. We love pictures. Maybe you have a topic idea or a conversation you'd like to have. You can definitely post that on Facebook and you can take us with you wherever you get your podcast. And most importantly, make sure to rate and review our show. We thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.